0: Modern smartphones are sleek and thin, but they're also fragile and expensive. If you're really careful, you may use it until you're ready to upgrade without shattering the glass. But if you look around, you'll see most phones wrapped in a case for protection. Our personal data is even more valuable than the device it's stored on, and it deserves just as much protection. The work that I do requires me to travel a lot, which means I'm frequently to connect, connected to unfamiliar networks. Nefarious hackers can make up to $1,000 selling the data of each of their victims on the dark web, and there are cheap hardware and software tools readily available that let even a smart middle schooler snatch your data without you even noticing. A virtual private network, or VPN, like ExpressVPN, creates a secure, encrypted tunnel between your devices and the servers that you're transmitting data to and from. When you're you're sitting at the airport gate area, or airline lounge, or even your hotel room, those Wi-Fi networks aren't secure. Your bits are flying through the air, and whether you're checking your bank account balance, sending data to a client, or just checking your email, bad actors can snatch up your usernames, passwords, and everything else you send and receive if it's not encrypted. The layers of security used by ExpressVPN would take over a billion years to expose by bad guys with some of the most powerful supercomputers. ExpressVPN Trusted Server Technology also runs each session in memory in a unique virtual space that is wiped clean as you end your session with none of your data ever written to a hard drive, so there's no residue for anyone to recover about what you were doing after the fact. ExpressVPN runs on almost all devices, including Windows, Mac, iOS, Linux, Android, streaming devices like Chromecast, Roku, Firestick, and Apple TV, and there's also a Chrome browser extension. It's super simple to use. Once you install ExpressVPN, it's one click to establish a secure encrypted tunnel with servers in 105 countries around the world. I've personally been paying for and using ExpressVPN for years on all of my personal devices. When I, started, when I first started using VPNs for work more than 20 years ago, they were often slow and unstable and had to be restarted frequently. But with ExpressVPN, data speeds are virtually unchanged from running fully exposed, so you can just turn the VPN on and leave it on. I often get materials from clients and companies that are are under embargo or NDA, and if it leaks out, I can get into some trouble. But even if I just wanted to reach back to my personal server to grab some files, check my email, or watch something that's only available on one of my streaming services at home while I'm out of the country, ExpressVPN lets me do it all securely. Your data is valuable. Don't let bad actors steal it and potentially misuse it. Secure your online data today by visiting ExpressVPN. Dot com slash wheelbearings. That's EXPRESSVPN.com slash wheelbearings and you can get an extra three months free when you sign up. ExpressVPN dot com slash wheelbearings. And thanks to ExpressVPN for supporting wheelbearings.
1: Want to get smarter about investing? Then tune in to the Capital Ideas podcast from Capital Group, home of American Funds Distributors Inc one of the world's leading asset managers. Each week, we bring you stock market outlooks, macroeconomic updates, and investment strategies that can help you succeed. Learn from portfolio managers with decades of experience about how they navigate uncertain markets. Prepare to be engaged, enlightened, and entertained by listening to the Capital Ideas Podcast today.
0: Coming up on episode 301 of Wheel Bearings, we got the Mitsubishi Outlander plug-in hybrid, Subaru Crosstrek, Genesis G90, Kia Telluride, some fun uh, track day stuff with Honda, including new electric racing carts and the Beast. And VW finally reveals the three-row U.S. market version of the ID. Buzz. Ford ups the price of subscriptions for Blue Cruise. Lordstown Endurance doesn't have much. And Tesla claims the Model 3 is now eligible for a $7,500 tax credit. All that and listener questions coming up next. This is episode three hundred and one of Wheelbearings. I'm Sam Abu Samad, still of Guidehouse Insights.
2: I am Nicole Wakeland, still of the Reflective Podcast.
3: And I am Roberto Baldwin, still all over the place. To be completely honest, uh, <laughs> today let's say TechCrunch. Since I wrote about the ID Buzz for TechCrunch this week. Ooh. All righty.
2: Is ID Buzz on our list? It, it is? is. Okay.
3: Oh, so you can't have of it. Of course. course, you and can't like, not. Wait, have it, has list. On the list. <laughs> it has to be on the list. It has to be on the list all right nicole
0: yes. what have you been driving
2: i have several things to discuss so i've been Ooh. driving several i know so let's start with the fancier pants version of the two things i was in so the genesis g90 2.5 turbo e supercharger all-wheel drive How's wait a that. Minute.
0: I'm, of- I'm looking at the list here and you said that's the <gasps> fancier one
2: that's the i don't fancier know about one. that wait what did i put genesis. on the list G nine. No, I mean, no, I think, oh, geez, I think... I thought, I'm thought i like, what did I put? You're so sarcastic. <laughs> I'm like, did I accidentally put a Mercedes on there?
3: <laughs> yeah. The Mercedes um, S so, class.
2: Yeah. So yeah, had, that's such a down market. I had another G wagon. That's the less fancy. Um, So I had the G 90, which I, I like Genesis. I, I just think it's good because they, they just like Hyundai, they give you more content for the buck than other comparable luxury car makers. And I really think Genesis just looks fantastic. Like you never get one of those and you just get through your week without somebody commenting on something, the way the wheels look or what is that or the grill. Like I always get random comments from people when I'm out to eat or at the grocery store or shipping something at UPS. It really does look, they do look like something special. I really think that. So I love the design of these. This one is, it is not an inexpensive vehicle. So this one starts at $98,700. Mine was 100370 So it just made it into being a $100,000 car. That's a lot.
0: That's a lot.
2: That's a lot of the monies. It's a lot of monies.
0: A, I mean, 10 years ago, it would have been hard to imagine anything from Hyundai costing over a hundred thousand dollars.
2: Right. That's 60, the
0: dollars. You'd be like, mm.
2: this is a six figure Hyundai. Basically. I feel like that's insulting it a little because you're like you're as If they just like took a Sonata and made it a hundred thousand dollars, it's not a Sonata.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, know? no, no. This is a that's very a, different car from this. This
2: is a very different car. And it has, um, it's got a 3.5 liter supercharged V six with 409 horsepower and 405 pound-feet of torque, eight-speed automatic. You push the pedal, it moves. I mean, this really moves. It's fun to drive this. I feel like it does that great balance between being a really aggressive, sporty, performancey kind of drive, but also at the same time, it's a luxury car, so it's quiet. Like, you don't hear the engine, and you don't feel the road underneath you, and when it shifts, it just does its thing quietly in the background and doesn't disturb anybody. Everybody's just lounges. like a
3: gentle wind.
2: <gasps> right, It's like a gentle wind, ah, breezing through the vehicle. Um, although I'll tell you they have the same, I think don't they have the same, uh, what am I trying The little thing where you can make it sound like a roaring fire or you can make it sound like sounds nature. of nature, oh, sounds so, of nature. The yeah. coffee
3: shop one's still the weirdest. I don't understand that. I
2: don't know the <laughs> crunching snow. I feel like I'm being stopped.
1: <laughs> um,
2: so it's, I mean, it feels every bit the luxury sedan in terms of the ride quality and the it feels like a performance sedan in terms of the acceleration. It accelerates very aggressively. I mean, there's no problem getting out of the highway. It's super fun. If you want to pass people who aren't quite going fast enough for you while still obeying all posted speed limits, you can totally do that. Um, there's it's just it's a very for me, it's like exactly what you want a luxury sedan to be. You want it to have enough performance to get out of its own way, but all the comfort, you don't want it to drive. Like it's like a Subaru WRX or something. It should be nice and smooth and comfy and relaxing. It also has like these, the seating it's crazy. They have these like reclining the rear seats, like actually recline a little bit and have these really super poofy, Headrest. Have you guys been in the G ninety? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. I sat in it and I I did the full recline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Push the not, front seat forward. Right. So you push a button
2: and the fa- passenger front seat like moves all the way forward and then the like the backrest tips forward. So it kind of gets completely out of your way. And there's a little footrest that comes up, so you can totally lounge. It is the loungiest of sedans. Like when you look at it and you think $100,000, oh my gosh, what could make a car $100,000? Those back seats, those back seats make that worth $100,000. They were so nice. Like, and even up front, you've got power seats and they're heated and ventilated and they've got massage and it just wants you to be comfortable. It wants you to have the most comfortable drive of your life. And it really does it. It is so comfy. And it has Features like there's a Bang & Olufsen audio system. There's wireless device charging. You've got a 12.3-inch instrument cluster and infotainment screen both and sort of like one long panel, which looks nice and clean on the dashboard. I I really like this. I mean, it's not cheap. And if you can get by the fact that your $100,000 car is a Genesis, which is part of the Hyundai brand, if you're not a brand snob, because if you buy $100,000 in some other luxury brand, you're not going to get as much stuff. You're going to have to spend more money to get the super fancy reclining rear rear seats. But the only thing I don't like, I don't like, I like the power closing rear doors. Like you push a button and the door opens, pops open a little bit, maybe like six, seven inches. And then you push it the rest of the way. And then you want it to shut. You push a different button boop, and it closes for you. But I don't like them from the outside, like I want to be able to slam a door. You can't slam (laughs) the doors.
0: (laughs) I want to be able to slam a door. I think there is something in the settings where you can go in and turn that off.
2: Is there? And I know I you can so. technically. You can just like touch the door handle, and it's like, oh, you would like me to close myself. I don't. I want to. I want to slam it. I want to know it's shut. Yeah, I want. I, 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 I want the the satisfaction of the thunk when I walk away. And instead, it's like a k- thunk. K- thunk. It's very. It's too delicate. I am barely am too angry of a door closer. <laughs> I can't handle the doors that will close themselves. <laughs> but so I like the Genesis 290. ninety. It is. I think it's. I feel like for people who want a luxury car that think that they have to buy like a Mercedes or something, you don't, you can get a lot of luxury in other brands. And it's sort of like when I'm always telling people to look at Hyundai and Kia, because they have these impressions of Hyundai and Kia that are completely outdated. It's like, no, give it a chance. It's not what it was 10, 12, 13, 14, 15 years ago. When you see that this is a Hyundai, it's like, no, wait, give it a chance. Just because it's from the Hyundai give brand a doesn't chance. mean that it's not a worthy luxury vehicle.
0: Yeah. The the challenge I think Genesis has is that people that are spending that kind of money are probably much more inclined to shop for the label versus shopping for the attributes. Yeah. And I I mean, this has all the attributes you want and more in a hundred thousand dollar car. It just doesn't have the label.
2: And that's the problem. A lot of people do shop for the label. I mean, you figure if you're spending that kind of because really to spend that kind of money on a car, that's a lot of money, no matter how. No matter how deep your pockets are, 100000 dollars on a car is a lot of money. And if you're doing that, like you can get very, many very nice cars for significantly less than that. So if you're going up into that price range, you probably are looking for a little bit the prestige of driving that car. And I don't think, I don't know, do you think Genesis will, will be able to capture that prestige? Do you think I mean it, it I think doesn't it's, have a good time, now. I think yeah?
3: It's, yeah, I think in time, like Lexus took a little while for it to get to where where it is. Yeah, I think I it's it's harder for it's harder for Hyundai because Toyota just came. Toyota's together just when you think Toyota, you're like, oh, it's just a car that's going to last seven billion miles, and now we're going to make a, a luxury <laughs> yeah. version. The Whereas Hyundai still, miles. still, I mean, Hyundai, the whole Hyundai Motor Group is still fighting that. It's they're such still, a shame. They're still battling the
0: Hyundai XL is what I'm. Trying. Yeah.
2: That's that was so so long is, ago. This it's is not so your this is ago. not your
0: father's Excel. Yes. Yeah. Not
2: your father's Excel. I, I want to be like, no, come on. People stop. Things change. <laughs> no, actually, this is
0: not your stingy father's Excel. Your stingy this is not your stingy Excel. father's Excel.
2: <laughs> yes. So oh. I, I genuinely, I really am impressed with every Genesis that I get into in terms of delivering a luxury experience from the ride to the materials to the to the performance. They always do exactly what they say they're going to do. Like they deliver exactly that, but they just deliver so much more than Other luxury brands at the same price point. So please, everybody who's looking for a luxury car, if you're one of those people with super deep pockets, look at Genesis. You're making a mistake if you don't look. You should look at Genesis. Give them a chance.
3: Give it a chance. All we are saying is give Genesis a chance. Just
2: give Genesis a chance. Yes. So that was my that's my fancy car. Oh, I was waiting for it. Go ahead, Robbie. Just Uh, give
3: Genesis a chance.
2: Nice. There we go. Lovely. Lovely. Uh, the other car I have was not quite, quite so fancy. It was still lovely. It's still the same wheelhouse, I guess. Brand same
0: parent company.
2: Same parent company. Yeah, same parent company. Um, which also should be given a chance. I had the Kia Telluride, uh, which has been around for a couple of years now, and everybody loves it. I think everybody loves the Telluride. Is there anybody who doesn't love the Telluride? Mm-hmm. I don't think so.
0: No. Everybody I, actually. I think the the Hyundai Palisade product planners.
2: Oh, yes. The Hyundai Palisade <laughs> product planners hate the Telluride. <laughs> um, yeah, the Telluride three-row SUV seating for everyone, room for their stuff. This shirt gets a bit of a refresh. It, it looks a little different. It gets a few new features. Like they get, it's sort of I don't know if it's technically a mid-cycle refresh or just we decided to do some stuff for 2023. Um, so it looks a little bit better. It has some extra stuff. And they introduced the new um, – it's new to this. They've had it for the X Pro and X – shoot, X Line – which they've been introducing on various Kia models. And those are sort of the more rugged off-road, like they get some off-road stuff. Like for this one, the X line has a higher ground clearance and raised roof rails. The X pro gets a higher tow rating, not a heck of a lot higher. The, the standard tow rating is 5,000. This gets 5,500. So it gives you a little bit more, but like seriously, no Rubicon trail in this people. That's not what they mean when they say this is off-road ready. Just a But little it can do
0: more than a dirt driveway.
2: It can do more than a dirt driveway. It is, it's, it is surprisingly capable. You can do a lot. So it's like, if you, if you are someone who ventures off the beaten path to get places a little bit, excuse me, then the X pro trim is the one to go for. Um, and I had the SX prestige X pro, which is the fanciest trim in the X Pro, it was the it's the hardest thing to say the name of this car. <laughs> what car do you drive? It's 18 words by the time you finish saying what you're driving, the person is a tell your ride.
3: Yeah, tell, right. yeah. tell
2: right. I tell ride, day, drive a telluride? I drive a Telluride ride. So this one consider you could have two of these for the price of one Genesis. The Ooh. this the one I had was $55,120. So not quite two. Um, so significantly more affordable and it's bigger, but it's not. It's lovely inside, but it's not a luxury car. So this one has a 3.8 liter V6, 291 horsepower, 262 pound feet of torques, and and it's an eight speed automatic. So it's it's fine. I don't think it's an especially aggressive engine, but it's robust enough to make it fine to drive this. I had to drive it through heavy traffic coming out of Boston, and it was fine weaving in and out of Boston traffic like one does. Um, Gets up to highway speed. It's relatively quiet. Uh, Which I think is also important. I mean, it's important in a luxury car. It's important in an SUV, especially one where you have the whole family, because at some point your kids are passed out in the back of that and you don't want every sound outside of the car to... Like catch their attention. Like there's nothing like driving by a great big tractor trailer and having it make enough noise that the toddler who just fell asleep in the back wakes up and is whiny. Like this that, is, happen-
0: that you do not want.
2: That is the worst no. when that happens. Like that's a nightmare. Like no, 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 go back to sleep. Go back to sleep. No. So it's it's nice and quiet. So it's very um, very road trip friendly. Uh, you can get it for with seating for up to eight. There's second row captains chairs if you want to take it down to seven. I'm a big captain's chairs fan. I feel like unless you really need eight, why are you doing that? Like get captain's chairs because not only are they comfier for adults, they, they feel like the seats up front a little bit, you know, they're much comfier. They also keep your kids from fighting so much over the imaginary dividing line that like you've put your toe over the center of the, and now you're on my side and now we're squabbling over whose sides. There is no side. Just an empty dead space in the middle. You don't have to worry about the kids <laughs> fighting. <laughs> it's my favorite part about captain's chairs when the kids were little. I'm like, yeah, try fighting over that. There's no center. Um
0: did you have velcro wrist straps on the booster seats too?
2: I did not. No. <laughs> velcro, no. <laughs> so they so I so I think, I mean, I like the Telluride. right. I think the interior is still really nice. It's it has a lot of features. I mean, the like I said, the one I had is 55 grand. You have a 12.3-inch test screen. There's Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, navigation, charging ports for everyone. There's a 12.3-inch digital instrument cluster on the top trims, which is what I had, 10-speaker Harman Kardon audio. So you get a lot of features, you know, and leather and wood trims and heated and ventilated seats. Like, you get all the bells and whistles. So, it, despite not being super cheap, it's actually really, again, it's a good value, but that's what the Hyundai Mortar Group tends to do. They give you a really good value in what you get. So, I, I'm, I'm a fan of the Kia Telluride for your family.
3: It's fantastic.
2: It's fantastic. <laughs> yes.
3: All right. Roberto, what did you have? I drove the uh, Subaru Crosstrek. Ooh. It is, uh, it's a Subaru. 2024 Subaru Crosstrek. <laughs> and uh, you know what, you get in the Subaru, but the Subaru the Crosstrek, the the Impreza, you're, you're not paying a lot of money. But I think the, the starting price for the Crosstrek overall is $26,145. For the premium version I'm driving right now, it, whoops, no, that's wrong. That's I'm sorry, the uh, base version is $24,995. And the premium version is
0: 26145 one forty five. So that, it's I a mean, little for, more for for a car with standard all-wheel drive. That is with, actually very reasonable. It's a good price. Yeah, standard all-wheel drive. That's the,
3: there, There's the thing. It's like you, you're gonna get the Subaru. You're gonna go. You're like you know what? I, I need to. I, I drive in the snow. I go off road. I like to bike and or kayak and or I think of any all-wheel drive vehicle. I think the Subaru people are the ones who actually do the thing. that's all i was supposed to do did you do the
2: the launch program they had a thing about where they they checked with their owners like what percentage kayaks? What percentage does this? What percentage does that? they like they were even kind of like, yeah, they really do kayak when they looked at their results. They, so, they yeah.
3: do the thing because at the end of the day, it's it's very much a it's a it's a smart buy. It's a, it's hundred thirty thousand, which you know all will drive anything else is probably going to go. But it's you know it's comfortable. The interior is it's all very utilitarian. This is where the things are. Push the buttons, make the things. <laughs> you know, it has they have the that new. Um, the new display in the vehicle, um, the 11.6 Multimedia Plus system, whatever, whatever. Anyway, it's a portrait display, but next to it, like, to go hot the high, uh, climate controls, is just little arrows. You push with your fingers. <laughs> Once to adjust the radio, you just turn a little knob. <laughs> Ooh, like, what a concept. Fancy. Yeah. There's a volume knob. There's buttons for the thing. There, there, the, there's buttons for the things you want buttons for. And then all the other junk is in, you know, the the display. Um yeah no it's it's you you no one's like oh my god it's the greatest thing ever unless you drive it a wrx and sti you're just like (laughs) it's not yeah you're not you're not you're not you're not excited about the speed yeah this thing has 152 horsepower 145 pound-feet of torque um this is from the four-cylinder two-liter boxer engine um it's it's not quick um it still has It really the biggest downside to the subaru is the cvt it's like just Subaru bought like, or they have a contract for 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 just <laughs> <sighs> CVTs for 70, the next seventy year. billion CVTs, seventy Babil- yeah, seventy billion. Babil- yeah. Babil- CVTs that is really the only thing I don't like about this car is the CVT <laughs> like, uh. it. now it has a little paddle shifter so you can do that so you can pretend you know you, you have control I like
2: that you're I like that your hand motioning paddle shifters <laughs> like I'm, <hand> just... <laughs> I'm hand motioning you
3: know because podcasts are a visual medium
2: right exactly um,
3: yeah no it's you know it's I I I like Subarus because they're just they're they're very. This is what it does. They're very matter of fact, and they very much yeah yeah it just does this thing. <laughs> what do you want to do? You want to go it off yeah yeah we can go off road. You want to go in the mountains? Yeah, you can go in the mountains. All the things you think you need a big SUV for yeah you can just do in this thing. Do in the this... cross track and the cross track is like it's a crossover or it's a it's a wagon. All the Subarus are wagons. I don't care what you say. <laughs> I don't care what Subaru says. Wagons,
2: all of them. I don't care what
3: they call the Outback. I don't care what they call the Ascent. <laughs> they're all just wagons. <laughs> Just be proud. Just be, just be just be proud of your your Subaru wagon. They're all wagons except for the the STI and the WRX, which is just heartbreaking. Um, yeah, no, I drove the Impreza a few weeks back, and I you know I like that. I like this. It's you know again not exciting. Not you know no one no one's getting excited about a Crosstrek, but at the same time, um, if you have one, yeah, you're yeah, you're. Yeah you can you can load a bunch of crap in the back <laughs> you can load your friends and family there's there's headroom there's leg room the premium model comes with the uh raised uh roof rails for you know which is you know if you're buying a subaru you might as well do that um yeah, because you gotta you, have you know, some
0: place to put your your, skis your, kayak, you know, your, your snowboards.
3: skis your kayak your snowboard all the things your bikes whatever other random things um you know it's low to the ground so it's easier for the dogs to get in and out of because that's another thing <laughs> It's literally it's literally their brand is Subaru and dogs.
2: Dogs. I mean, that's not a bad way to go. I'm I've
0: never had worse.
3: Yeah, I've never had a, an automaker say, "Hey, we would like you to take your dogs around in this car." Subaru did that when I was a car <laughs> driver because they're like, "Oh, I, I like, told the fleet okay 'Okay, I'm going somewhere. I'm taking my dog,' and I, I can't take this. I think it was a Ford." And, and and like 30 minutes later he's like Subaru would love you to take the new cross track <laughs> to the mountains with your dog they're totally fine with it <laughs> i'm like please, All right. please
2: do <laughs> it is
3: their, yeah no it's it is their jam um, the, uh, the uh, adaptive cruise controls actually uh, feels like it's they've they've improved it it's doing better you still have to if you're sitting for too long you still have to tap the accelerator in order for it to keep going but it's, uh, yeah, no, it's nicer than that Navigator I had the other day. So yeah, it, it follows well, cut-ins, people pull it out, pulling it away. It's not going to well, it's not going to go too fast anyway, because it only has 152 horsepower,
0: <laughs> but <laughs>
3: when it does, <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah, again, it's, it's, it is the, the, if you have a kid who's going to school in, in, in the mountains, give him a, just throw him a Subaru. Just here you go. Just throw a Subaru. <laughs> have a Run Subaru. It into things. i it, it. So, so it's going to the University of Vermont, or you know. oh yeah, if you're in Vermont, Vermont, I think I don't really think you're allowed in
0: Vermont without a
3: Subaru. You actually I, must
2: I, buy a Subaru as soon as you establish residency in Vermont. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like, the, like
0: well, the is, can, I think isn't there also a rule that like when you get to the state line, if you're not driving a Subaru, you have to park your car and rent one.
2: Yes. yes. You Can't. You're not yeah. allowed. Other yeah. cars. You, they. Yeah. You're going to get pulled over no Stavies
0: don't, don't do not mess
3: around don't don't <laughs> don't yeah don't even bother um yeah no i really love i, I really love i like the subaru cross truck i love the wrx that's a whole other that's a whole other vehicle and a whole other beast um yeah uh but the seats down you get 54.7 cubic feet of space which is a nice amount of space you can shove a bunch of junk back there um and uh, the only oh, the other downside is it doesn't get great fuel economy. Um, this one is 27 city, 34 highway, 29 combined. It's not horrible. I it just, the four cylinder, you know, it's 2023. Well, I guess this vehicle is 2024. Um, you know, I just want them to have something that's a little bit more, a little, they have the Crosstrek hybrid. But I mean, there's a reason why I see more Solteras and I see BZ4Xs.
2: Did you see the thing they did for the Crosstrek where they had the, all this, the, the like dog safe, everything protectors you could put like on every surface of your car. It was in the really? trunk. Yeah, they had this thing and it was like, it like imagine really thick padding, right? Uh-huh. It's like a durable surface. And it went over the floor of the, tr- of the the cargo area and like up the backs of the rear seats. Then you had another one oh. that went down the front of the rear seats and it covered the, everything, even had these little sort of like little plastic protectors that kind of slid partway sort of into like the seam where the, the window goes down it was yeah, plastic yeah. and the dog prints on it but so if your dog is prone to like putting his paws up there and scratching yeah, a
3: scratch up the you're
2: going to destroy that it was the most dog proof dog friendly car thing I've ever seen in my life is that
0: a dealer accessory that you? it, can was, get? it
2: was an accessory it was an official Subaru accessory so it was something you c- it wasn't like they got it from some aftermarket thing it was literally a Subaru accessory and it was super cool looking I have video yeah. of it up on and everyone's like, oh, my gosh, is that for real? I'm like, what you think? I just made this up and put this in a Subaru. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> yeah. So if you have a dog, I mean, by law, you have to buy a Subaru at this point. Um, I mean, you can get mm-hmm. like any sort of elaborate, any sort of medium to large dog it's yeah there's just you know if you have a small dog you can still put that in anything but if you have a medium to large size dog by law yeah that's a a subaru if you if you're in vermont you have a dog and you don't have a subaru they just kick you out
2: they just yeah they boot you right but you're gone Mm -hmm. they're like get out we don't need you you lose
3: your house you lose all your belongings and whoever comes in and they have someone just slide in take over the dog take over your life and uh with a subaru (laughs) (laughs) probably an outback
2: that's it that's it you're done
0: (laughs) You had your chance Mm -hmm. time to move on time to to let a professional do this. Exactly. All right. Uh, Well, um, upon my return from Hawaii, I picked up a Mitsubishi Outlander plug-in hybrid. Um, It's been a few years since I drove uh, the Outlander plug-in hybrid. uh, And that was the previous generation, which was, it was okay. Uh, You know, it, it went some electric miles and, um you know it was kind of the first plug-in hybrid crossover in the US market and it, and it was actually surprisingly popular it was one of the more popular vehicles that Mitsubishi sold um now we've got the brand new generation um and you know we've driven the the re- the internal combustion version of the Outlander before and you know this is basically a Nissan Rogue um with a different body on it and you know an upgraded interior and it's really really nice you know it is the first Mitsubishi in a long time that I really really like um you know the interior interior is fantastic in this thing I, I i really like the design i actually like the design better than the rogue you know the dimensions are exactly the same as the rogue but the you know the design is is very different and i i like it a lot the only thing I would say, um, that Mitsubishi should really reconsider is just ditch the third row. Mm.
1: yeah
0: you know, it is completely and utterly pointless.
2: <laughs> Tell <laughs> us what you really think, Sam. Don't hold back like that.
0: Have I mentioned that the third row cannot accommodate a human being unless they are like oh. sitting sideways across the seat?
2: I just want to see Robbie try and fit in the third just for kicks. Well, mean, oh.
0: When, when, I, got, uh, when no. I got, when I got, when I When I opened up the back door and looked back there, there was the rear, the second row seats were literally right up against the Mm -hmm. third row seat cushions. You can slide the second row seats forward, um, but if you slide them forward enough that you could actually get... A couple of feet back there, small feet, mind you. Um, then you, you know, basically, feet. you would only be able to accommodate small children in the second row. Um, so you if know, you have a like a group of toddlers, you're you're golden, yeah, yeah, you, that, that could work. If they're all in booster seats, you know, or child seats, then then you'd be fine,
2: then you're good. Other,
0: other otherwise, you know, if uh, if you've got um, you know, anybody that can actually walk under their own power, um, <laughs> you
2: know, like, like just, you know,
0: at least, you know, offer the third row as a delete option, you know, so that it's not taking up space in the cargo area.
2: For all the people who can't actually use the darn thing.
0: Yeah. Um, You know, I just folded it down and, and left it at that, uh, which is, that's really the way it should be, you know, but you know, then you're taking up, I don't know, like eight, in- seven or eight inches of, Vertical height, you know, so a fair bit of volume in the cargo area, um, but aside from that, this thing was really impressive. Uh, the uh, the 2023 Outlander Plug-in Hybrid has a larger 20 kilowatt-hour battery pack now. Um, oh, cool! It's it's still not officially, it's still not showing up on the fuel economy.gov site, but um, Mitsubishi says it'll get 38 miles of range on a charge. I took it on my usual um, test loop that is a mix of some highway, uh, you know, some interstate and some rural, you know, 55 mile an hour highway, highway uh, and some urban and suburban driving. And I put it in EV mode, uh, EV priority mode. And by the time the engine came on, I had driven 47 miles. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is wow. one of the best overachieving, uh, results I've ever gotten, especially with Good the for Mitsubishi Go, yeah. Mitsubishi because
2: it, they've had, you're right. That they've had like, they've had the some best. Yeah. Best. That's, I'm gonna and then they tried
3: to, to pull that thing where they had this version of the outlander coming out, but then the previous generation outlander showing up in the United States as a P have and we're like, mm, like two
0: years ago. Mm-hmm. And everyone's was like,
3: eh,
0: mm, uh. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Yeah. And, and this one uh, it's all wheel drive. So you've got uh, a hybrid, you know, conventional um, hybrid electric system on the front axle plus an electric motor on the rear axle. Um, Let's see how much power does it have? It's got quite a bit of power. I can't remember now. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Well, anyway, it's, uh, it's significantly more than the 200 horsepower that you get with the 2.5 liter naturally aspirated engine. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, And so it's um, you know, it's got more than adequate performance. It's got quite good performance for a vehicle in this size class. And, you know, this segment Um, it interestingly uh, this is also the only plug in hybrid out there that has support for DC fast charging, but for some reason Mitsubishi since they are a Japanese brand um, and, you know, they build their cars in Japan, they opted to put a Chathamo charging port on this thing. Um, and it's also got uh, the standard J1772 AC charging port. Um, okay. I took it over to the uh, the Chathamo charger over at the Electrify America station and it charged on Chathamo at 22 kilowatts, which... You know, it's surprisingly fast for a plug-in. for a, mm-hmm. for a plug-in hybrid, and you can be the yeah. only plug-in hybrid at the
3: supercharger.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right. Uh, well, except you'd have to find a, a Chattamo to um, a supercharger connector adapter for that. I'm sorry,
3: it's a Chattamo at a at just a charging station.
0: Yeah. Um. So there's that. Um. The AC charging speed, uh, however, was far less impressive. Uh-oh. Uh. Uh, only three and a half kilowatts. Wow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So
0: it'll do like twenty something DC. Twenty two DC
3: and three, so and, and, a half three half and a half AC. Three and a half. Three and a half AC. Which I guess is I mean you AC. park it you plug it in at night, it'll be fine by the next yeah, morning. I mean, you,
0: you can get a, a full charge overnight. Right.
3: But it's
2: That's... what? <laughs> <Wildly>. What? <laughs> I've misunderstood something.
3: <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. I guess they just figure people are just gonna plug it in with the wall socket. They're like, yeah, yeah, they're not it. gonna find it. Yeah, probably. That's probably what most people will actually do. Yeah, so it's fine for that, I guess. Yeah. But it's
0: just it's just a weird we'll do twenty, but I'm not on this side. Not
3: with yeah. this port.
2: Not, not now, not right this moment.
0: <laughs> oh, I found I found the uh the power number. It's two hundred and forty eight horsepower combined, three hundred and thirty-two pounds feet of torque. Uh which is which is quite good. Uh it's much better than the uh than the rogue gets. So if you want something that size that gets better performance and can go well over 40 miles on an electric charge, this is, this is your vehicle. Um, the one I had was also the SEL, um, SEL premium. Uh, so that came equipped with um, the, whatever Mitsubishi brands, Nissan's pro pilot assist, the, the first generation propilot assist. So it's um, the hands-on system. It's not the system that's on the, uh, uh, on the Aria, which is hands-free. Um, so it has the hands-on uh, lane centering system. Uh, it also had heads-up display, uh, which is nice to have. Um, what else it got on here? Uh, oh, it has massaging seats, um, which were quite surprising in a vehicle at this price point. Um, it had the, um, what, what do they call this color now? It's a uh, a pearlescent white color. Uh, but I, I can't find it now. Uh, let's see. Um, but it, it was white and it's two tones. So it's got a black roof, uh, with the, with the white, uh, this pearlescent white paint, uh, which was very attractive. Uh, looked very sharp. Um, it? oh, it's white diamond is what they call it.
2: Ooh. Oh,
3: like Elizabeth Taylor.
0: What's,
2: yeah. Oh my gosh, that is the name of her perfume, wasn't it? <laughs> was it? Did he still make that? It was white diamonds, wasn't it? Uh, I, I, I think
3: yeah, no I think idea. it was. I think yeah. he's
2: right. Wait, you I'm keep Googling.
0: talking, I'll look it up.
2: I'm Googling.
0: <laughs> so white
3: diamonds with a black diamonds.
2: roof. That's, that is it. That's Elizabeth Taylor's <laughs> and, perfume.
0: <laughs> and then the the interior was uh black with um like a baseball glove color, like a tan. Uh, light brown Daddy. color accents, stitching, contrast stitching on the seats, and a bar across the, the dashboard and the center console and on the armrests looked really good. It was very, very attractive. Um, uh, very nice to drive, very pleasant to drive, um, very roomy in the first two rows. Um, so I think this is a really impressive vehicle, a surprisingly impressive vehicle. It's um, a wonderful two-road
3: vehicle that just happens to have a third-row vehicle
0: yes. <laughs> that you should never, ever use.
3: <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> you should never, ever, ever use.
0: Um, and oh, let me get back to... Unfortunately, there was no Monroney, so um, I, I just uh, changed the page here, and let me get back to the summary here. All in, this one came to... Fifty-one thousand three hundred and seventy-five dollars for this one. Oh, so this with one was with pr- massage pr- seats. This one, yeah, That's this one was pretty loaded. Cool. Yeah, getting massage seats and big sunroof oh. and um, the Pro Pilot Assist and everything for for you know just over fifty-one thousand dollars was pretty That's impressive. Nice. Um, you know that included the SEL Premium Package um, and uh, lots of other good stuff. Um, the white diamond black roof paint was was an extra nine hundred and ninety-five bucks. <laughs> Uh, I can't
2: <laughs> stop thinking of Elizabeth Taylor now Let's... sorry everybody <laughs> Good
0: the, you know, job
2: Robbie the, the <laughs> thing is
0: you can you can get the Outlander plug-in hybrid starting at forty thousand dollars so cool. for for 40 grand you can get you know a decently roomy you know upper compact you know sm- sm- you know mid-size crossover uh with plenty of room for five people and 40 over 40 miles of electric driving range. Uh, Which is, you know, you're not going to get any kind of uh, tax credits on this one, unfortunately, because it is built in Japan. Uh, But it's still quite a quite a reasonable price for what you're getting. Yeah. You know, it's more electric range than a RAV4 Prime. Um, You might actually even have an easier time getting your hands on one of these. Oh, yeah. RAV4 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 Primes are still still hard to get. Yeah. Yeah. but uh, you know, if you if you're interested in something, you know, in this size class as a plug-in hybrid, I would definitely go take a look at the Outlander uh, PHEV. Um uh, would you guys like to guess at the uh, delivery charge on this one? Oh, oh, um
2: 995. Hmm.
0: 996. <laughs> 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 That's a 50% 5050. Robbie, Robbie got it. Of course he did. <laughs> 1445.
2: Oh wow, yeah, yeah. we weren't uh, close at all, though. Wow.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, I just have to beat you. That doesn't matter if I'm close. <laughs>
2: yeah. it's like you don't right have rules. To, yeah, you don't have to outrun the bear. You just have to yeah. outrun the slowest person in your group. I get exactly. It. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Did you know you can support Wheel Bearings directly? Head to Patreon.com/WheelBearingsMedia, and you can become a patron today. Your contributions will help fund the platforms and tools we use to bring the podcast to you, and exclusives and improvements are already on the way thanks to your generosity. So, if you want to be part of an automotive podcast like no other, head to Patreon.com/WheelBearingsMedia. All right, <laughs> uh, let's get into some other stuff. Uh, the two of you went to uh, Huntington Beach the other day uh, yeah, to see something that uh, looks pretty cool. You want to tell us about it?
2: Yeah. We went to see the ID buzz, Bzz.
0: the buzz. Bzz. It's supposed to like bus, but buzz,
2: buzz get it because it's mm-hmm. electric.
3: I Cause it's know. a buzz. It's not a is. minivan, right? It's a bus. It's,
2: a, bus. it's not a, it's
3: a, it's, it's, it's a minivan. It's a sh- uh, they're all
0: minivans to be honest, but
2: it's can well, still, it's no, it can
0: still, it's a bus. Let's just say it's a bus,
3: but it I
2: mean, looks cuter. It looks more bus like, hey, at least like if we bus. call it
0: a bus, people might actually buy it. I know, yeah. Right? Oh, people are going to buy it. That's
2: oh, people are going to buy it. No, so this is cool. <laughs> so it's the the ID buzz is the three row version of, that's coming to the US. The two row version is what they had in Europe. So this is like the long wheelbase. So you get you get more room. Um and it looks like it's it's super cute. I mean, part of why you're buying this is that retro thing, like everyone kept talking about the Beetle when the Beetle came back and it was like new Beetle, old Beetle. Is this kind of the same thing? Well, kind of, but not. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's a very different audience than what the Beetle was hat, was looking for. Um this is, you know, they're not making a huge number of these. I want to say it was 100,000, I remember a 100,000
3: right? from the Hanover factory for the whole entire world.
2: <laughs> yeah. For everybody, for the entire world, hundred thousand. So it's going to be, I think I honestly, at least initially, I think it's just going to be enthusiasts. People who were just in love with the original VW bus and want another one. Are gonna say I gotta buy it, I gotta buy it, and buy they're it. gonna buy it, and they're gonna buy it in two seconds after it goes on sale because there's only a hundred thousand of them out there. uh It's not going on sale. a hundred thousand
0: of all, like the two row and the three row. Totally? Yeah, that's everything.
2: It's, that's the everything. entire
3: every. That's 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 the capacity. They said they might be able to go a little bit more. And yeah. then after pressing the after pressing uh, the CEO Pablo about it, he's like, "Well, we'll see. Maybe we'll do another one." But they they they're like, "It's a niche vehicle. It's a halo vehicle. There's no point in spinning up another another factory for something that you know the the man might fall off after two or three years which i you understand financially understand but like when you want one in your in your driveway like boo yeah
2: exactly and it does look cool i mean we didn't get to drive it; we just got to look at it in fact robbie you sat you were sitting in the back of it in the third row and you didn't unlike the I had leg room. Under PF, yeah. he could actually sit in it. plenty of leg
3: room there was room between my knees and the thing like i could yeah. actually go on a drive and it you had room in the... over
2: your head you didn't look like you were yeah. squished in there all kind no. of uncomfortable it is um, a party van and I love how the, the second row seats, like they slide, they really they have a really slide I don't know what the number of inches it travels, but it really 7.9. 7. 7. It
3: was seven It's a lot, yeah.
2: So it slides and then it tips. So if you're trying to walk into the back seat, you fully can just step up and walk straight in. Like you don't need to turn your body at an angle at all. So it's very, very accessible third row and usable because Robbie sat back there. Um I think that's kind of neat. And I think I like the, it has cute features like the sliding, there's dual power sliding doors on all of them, a standard feature. In fact, the standard features are ridiculous. But the door has a little window, a little power window. You push a button, and it slides—not up and down, left, right, like boop. Little square. Door, it, it looks. Boop. It
0: looks like it's the same kind of window that they use in the back window of most of the pickup trucks now.
2: It makes me it actually. It made me think of a Fisker's dog window for some reason. A little yeah. tiny dog window.
0: <laughs> it's like a little porthole into the outside <laughs> world. Wind, portal window yeah. within a window.
2: Window within yeah. a window. So that was kind of neat, um, and it is. Like, oh, my gosh, the feature list is they were going down the features like dual power sliding doors. And you it's, have this large infotainment and your seats are heated and your seats are ventilated. And it's well.
3: all standard. So you're just and like you're, listening and you're like, well, price right. going up. up. Like, there goes the price, again. Yeah, there goes the $1, price $1, again, there goes the price $1, again, there goes the price again,
2: thousand dollars, thousand dollars, thousand dollars. So they didn't tell us price. So we uh, were guessing. And I feel like the general consensus from the collected automotive media was we're going to start at at least sixty thousand yeah. dollars. it's going to be give yeah. or take. That that's going to be for
3: the rear wheel drive. For the yeah, you know, which I feel the, like just get that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, but it, I mean, it looks really neat. It looks fun. It it in terms of style, it looks exactly like you would want the modern version of the Volkswagen bus to look i think what did you think robbie do you think it looks no i re- i look? really
3: i've never been in a press anything where everyone in the room was like i want one of these we're mm-hmm. all the journalists because we can you know we we drive a lot of cars we 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 you know sometimes we drive very fancy cars you can be on a mclaren launch or a lamborghini launch or an s-class launch but not, not everyone in that room wants that car they're going to drive the car they're going to judge it based on where it belongs in the market but the reality is i don't want a lamborghini I'd be terrified <laughs> to have a Lamborghini. Someone's going right. to around. It's like, you got to be careful when you drive it. I mean, it's, no, I don't want a Lamborghini. But <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, when are we going to get it? When are we going to get it? We all everybody car. Everyone we know wants this car. So they're, I think, uh, yeah, it's a smart halo car for them.
2: Yeah. And it was it's cool the way, way they did it. <laughs> uh, the way they did it, where they had it, it was, what was it? National Volkswagen Bus Day? Is that International
3: what Volkswagen Bus Day. I think they figured out a... I don't know. I don't know. I didn't understand how that worked either. Like they just called somebody and I don't know if it's state or. Good, I
2: don't know, but whatever. it was a day they gave us a fancy yeah. poster. There's a pin. Oh, where it is was... that
3: poster? Yeah, and it was, know. it
2: was very cool. They had like, what was neat at the event was they had a really slick event. They had it like right on the beach and there was a big stage and they had music and a, there was some place called there's Woodstock radio out of New York. And they were there broadcasting and it was really super fun and all this fun food. But then they had all these people who had original VW buses from various iterations of this is a very fancy one that I've redone to look nothing like the original or this is original right down to the paint color and everything else. So there were some really if you're into that my gosh the nostalgia factor. Well, there's a it was great crazy. video yeah. I'll,
0: I'll put a link uh in the uh, in the show notes uh TFL uh Tommy Micah, Roman's son did yeah. a video he did a walk around of the the show you know talking to a bunch of people seeing all the the different bus variations
2: It was so cool you know it was one yeah, of was the funny cool. ones was um uh, one of the reps, one of the guys from Kia, actually has a VW bus, a vintage one, and he was there with his, which was fantastic. James, and so, yes, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I'm not here as a Kia. I'm no Kia guy today. I'm just VW bus guy today. Like, don't ask me any Kia questions." Yeah. but his has been in his family. He, they brought his parents brought him home from the hospital in that when he was a baby. It has Aww. been in his family his entire life. I'm like. That's just, but that's the kind of nostalgia this car instills. Like, people, yeah. like, I've kept, my parents kept this car. It needed repair at one point. We did that. This is the car that has literally been in my family. One family has ever owned it, and it's his family. Most people can't say that about their cars, but you can no. say that about a bus because yeah. it's just so darn fun. Yeah,
3: it was, it was, it was, it was really great. And, you know, what's interesting is, like, they were, they've seen what happened with the the Bronco, with the the price, the, the, price, the price gouging, yeah. <laughs> with the price, price. gouging. And uh, CEO Pablo DC was just like, we, we don't want people paying more for, for this bus than what it cost. We don't know how it's we're going to be expensive. We're going to talk to the dealers. We're going to work. We're, we're having meetings with the dealers today. This was last Thursday. We're having meetings with them. We're going to figure out how to do this, but we, we don't know we don't want that. We don't want price gouging because it's not fair to the, cus- the consumers. It's not fair to people who are long-term, you know, Volkswagen owners. It's very... So we'll see how that works out, but it was very... It was, it's very refreshing for him to be like, no, you're not paying more than what to stick with the, the price is for this vehicle. Yeah. Whereas everyone else is a little bit more wishy-washy. We're like, well, you know, we don't want people to, but, you know, if they're really bad about it, we'll we'll give them fewer cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it would like, be
1: nice to right. see that because it generates but, such can,
2: such, like, it generates such like ill will on the behalf of the public they, they don't care whether it's the dealership or whether it's Ford or whether it's dealership or it's Volkswagen you're like dang you big giant corporate conglomerate yeah. for taking money out of my pocket just because I like just because you can gouge me and because I don't have a choice like they, it's it does not the best it's not the it, best look for even if it's not Ford's fault it's still not the best it's, look for Ford you yeah know? it's not Ford's fault
0: it, but it people see the blue like oval Ford's on fault. the building or the, the exactly. VW logo or whatever yeah. And, you know, they think of the manufacturer, not the individual uh, that owns the dealership.
3: Right. And it really is
2: on the dealership, but that's not how people see it.
3: Yeah. 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 So so that's so that's really nice. But, yeah, I was I was a little hesitant because I'd like the two row that I drove in Europe. And I was like, why can't we just get the shorter wheelbase? Why can't we get the two row? I don't need a third seat. But it turns out you can just take the third seat out and it's really easy. Yeah. <laughs> just like yank on it and just blump blump, And if it's all folded up, it's all nice and compact. So you can you can just yank that thing out. Um, if you, uh, for, for whatever reason, you don't want that third seat in there and you can just store it in your garage. Um, yeah, no, I, I, it, it's plenty of room uh, for your dogs, for your kayaks, for your bicycles, for your, <laughs> for your surfboards. All
2: your stuff. All your
3: things. You can put them all in the back. What, what about you. a Westie?
0: Are they going to do a Westie, West they, they talked about they talked
3: about a lot about special versions, and so we're we're you know a California or whatever you know the camping version. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have special versions that come out over the five to six year life cycle of this vehicle. Of this generation so every year it feels like they're going to have like a special version that comes out so it, yeah if you don't like this if you wanted you know a camping version or you want something else that don't worry VW just hold on. on this, could, this could
0: make a pretty interesting overlanding van
3: yeah oh <laughs>
2: definitely well they said even you can still the way the seats fold they have them where you they folded all the seats down the second row the third row and then it's just sort of like little load optional little load floor thing that's like just kind of sits in the back like you can screw into the like behind it mm-hmm. so you can make it flat all the way back so you could stick a mattress in there yeah like you can, could, it'll fit right in there and you could snooze and have it just all one big nice flat time space yeah
3: cool yeah it's um we'll see if we can afford it
0: <laughs> and and it should it should get uh close to 300 miles of range uh epa Juice. they said
3: 260, 260. for the oh, for the two wheel drive, and two fifty two, okay. give or take, for the all wheel drive. That's their, that the ninety one kilowatt hour range. which I'm like, well, the size of the van. You know. Yeah, I and
0: mean, it's taller than an ID Yeah, it's taller.
3: Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's a it's a big car. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's you know, it's two hundred eighty two horsepower, four hundred six pound feet of torque, for the rear wheel drive, and then the with the all wheel drive, you get three hundred thirty horsepower, and they didn't give us a torque number
0: for that and one. And since yet. you can fold those seats down, you know. Even if you gotta charge a little more often, just go and you
3: could take a nap. down, take, take a nap while nap. you're charging.
0: Exactly, be all it's nice got like and refreshed.
3: Eight USB C charger, like charge points in it, and like you can just everything you want, just put it all in there. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it charges at 200 kilowatts. That's the top end, I think nominal nice. ones. Yeah, so, so yeah, so it's charging quick. It's you know if you're if you're charging at 200, I feel like all right, you're fine with 250 miles of range. Yeah. It's when you're charging the 250 miles of range and you're getting like 50 kilowatts and you're on a road trip. You're like,
2: oh and you're like, no, no, dang it, no.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't get to go to Huntington Beach, but Aww. I did I did get to go to the M1 Concourse uh, last week. This is pretty darn cool. Um, and uh Honda, yeah, the the Detroit Grand Prix was this weekend, and so ahead of the race, um, Honda brought some fun stuff out to M1 Concourse and invited a bunch of us out there. Um and, and uh they brought their new prototype electric racing carts go-karts um they brought uh, a fleet of Civic type Rs to try out the new Honda logar uh, 2.0 app um and they also brought the Beast which is the CRV hybrid racer that uh, I think we talked about a, a couple months ago when they announced this thing um and we actually got to go for, uh rides in the beast. Um uh, this thing is just insane. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh, they they took a CRV body shell. Uh so it's a it's a steel body shell straight out you know from a stock CRV and they did some modifications to it. They cut it up, they sliced it in half. Um they built a, a tube frame chassis for this thing uh at uh Honda Honda American Racing Team uh which is a, a race team of uh honda engineers uh based at their r d center in ohio um and they go racing on weekends uh so hart uh built this thing um they have the 2.2 liter turbo twin turbo v6 uh honda indycar engine from hpd um and they added a hybrid system to it a super capacitor hybrid system which is it's not exactly the same as the system that's going to be on indie cars next year, but it's similar. Is it like uh, the
3: Lamborghini with the super capacitor in kind it?
0: Kind of, yeah. Okay. And it, they they built they they put together the system in-house from, from a bunch of parts. Mm-hmm. Um and so <laughs> some things lying around. Yeah. They some had, random had some stuff. parts. Yeah. Uh yeah. You know, so it's you know, it's some it's conceptually similar to what's going to be on in the indie cars, but that the indie car system is going to be packaged a little nicer you know, since they didn't, they didn't have to worry so much about the room, uh, in this thing. Um, you know, they didn't worry too much about the packaging. Uh, so it's well over 800 horsepower. Um, the front end, the front suspension comes from, is straight off of the, uh, NSX GT3 car, race car. Um, and then, you know, you've got lots of carbon fiber in there and, the the racing seats and everything. And we had to put on fire suits and a helmet on device and then climb into this thing and have somebody strap us in with the five point harness. Um, And then they turned on the GoPro. So we've got, we've all, we've got video of our, uh, of our faces as we're going around uh, the track for a couple of laps. Man was this thing fun.
2: Uh, um, it's just you with a giant grin on your face. Yeah. Pretty much. What you, what you,
0: you can't really see. You can only see it in the eyes because uh, the we, eyes and your really chubby cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> um, your cheeks
2: always look puffy when you try and smile like you can't yeah. do it. <laughs>
0: uh but yeah, no, this thing was a hoot. You know, they leave the pits on electricity, you know, so it's the engine's off as they're pulling out of the pits. And then as soon as he hits the track, then engine fires up. And a couple of really hot laps, um, and this thing is just wickedly fast, uh, slick racing tires. I was talking to somebody from Honda over the weekend at the at the IndyCar race, and she told me that um, they uh, this thing because it is essentially a race car. It's not it's not inexpensive to run. It costs them twenty thousand dollars a day to operate this thing.
2: Oh my god! Which you
0: know, I mean, it's
2: comparable Race to car. what it costs
0: to run an Indy car.
2: Wow! Yeah, because
0: you know, the the tires, you know, the tires don't last very long. You know, the fuel that they use, and and it, all the the Support. processes that they have to go through to warm up the engine. You know, mm-hmm. it's not yeah. it's not like your like your street engine. You know, where you just you know press the button and fire it up.
2: Boom, or, it works. Like, you know, this
0: thing, you know, they have to go through a whole rigmarole to gradually warm up the engine, get all the fluids warmed up. You know, and then. And, uh, and then get it going. Uh, but once it's going, oh, it sounds so wild. Uh, so that was fun. Um, then we also got to uh spend some time with these electric racing carts. Um, so they're they're racing go-karts, uh, top speed of about 45 miles an hour. And um racing carts, you know, they're they're pretty loud because they usually use two-stroke engines. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, if you've ever I mean, if you've gone go karting, you know when you when you're done, you know you, you get off the cart and you know you you smell <laughs> like gas exhaust. Yeah, <laughs> you <laughs> smell so. like the '70s, really. Yeah, pretty 70s. much. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what they've done is they've developed um, a, a racing cart, uh, taking advantage of some of the uh, technology that they have in Asia and a number of Asian markets for their electric scooters. So it's got swappable batteries, um, oh. and they. They have a standardized uh swap system there's a couple in asia there's a couple of different companies that are doing uh these battery swap systems for scooters and and uh uh, not so much for e-bikes with this with these but uh the the main the big one is Gogoro, uh and they have operations in taiwan and india and a bunch of other southeast asian countries where you you pay for a subscription uh, for the, to use the battery. And basically when the battery runs down, you just go, they have these kiosks all over the place and you take your depleted battery out, you shove it in the kiosk and you grab a fresh one and shove it in your scooter. And then you're on your way. And Honda is doing the same kind of thing. Uh, it's their EGX system. They call it the, um, it, the cart uses two of these batteries and they sit kind of beside your hips on either side of the seat, uh, in the go-kart. Uh, the batteries weigh about 23 pounds each. Um, they'll run the um, the cart for about 30 minutes, which you know, we did two what I think five or six minute sessions with these things. And trust me, after 30 minutes, you will you will need a break you're ready because <laughs> it says you're just you're on the ground you're done your suspension you're, yeah there's no suspension there's no steering assist you know it takes quite a bit of effort to steer these things and and you're flicking these things around uh are rear wheel drive uh there's no front brakes just rear brakes um no no regen on these things uh But they are they are super quick because you have that electric torque and they use the same motors that they're using on their electric scooters. So it's a a two kilowatt uh, motor, electric motor. Um, And these things are wicked fast. Um, (laughs) And, you know, they've got a fleet of them that they're taking around and they're testing right now, you know, having people evaluate it. They haven't decided yet if they're going to put these in production. Um, But, you know, they'll probably cost if they build them. They'll probably cost somewhere around $10,000, uh, which is not bad for a racing cart. Yeah, you know, it's
2: not that bad. It, it's fun. Yeah. yeah. It's a fun little
0: toy. And and the thing is, you know, racing carts, the engines in racing carts, you know, basically you do one race and then the engine needs a rebuild. Um, yeah. and so, you know, it can actually get quite expensive if yeah. you're going to yeah. do, if you're going to get into cart racing, Um, you know, these things, because they're electric, you know, there's essentially zero maintenance that you have to do on it other than replacing tires. Um, So these things are going to be a lot cheaper to run than a gas powered racing cart. Um, They're just as quick, a lot of fun to drive. And, you know, after your heats, you take the batteries, take, pull the two batteries out, stick them in a charger. Um, You can have extra batteries, you know, so, you know, if you're sharing the cart with somebody else, you know, they can just pop in a fresh set of battery, fresh pair of batteries and you're good to go.
2: That's pretty
0: cool. That's yeah, pretty nice. I'm sad I didn't get to do this. I
2: know, right? There it was a Honda. Like was there fun. was like hey.
3: years ago. There was a Honda racing. Um, uh, what was it? The the lawnmower. And oh they, yeah, yeah, I remember they, that. They, they they emailed me like, hey, do you want to go do this? I'm like, yes, I want to do this. <laughs> like, how tall are you? And I told them how tall I am. And they're oh like,
2: no, you're too you're uh, too tall.
3: Too tall. Yeah. Oh, no. I I can't sit in an F1. I tried to sit in an F1 once, an F1 car, and they were like. The PR person was like, oh, you want to sit there? I'm like, yeah. And they looked and the driver looked at me and looked at the car and just He's shook like, their head.
2: No. no.
3: <laughs> I was like, okay.
2: Aw. Right. Being,
3: being tall isn't great.
0: Yeah, the, uh, the Honda racing, racing one more had uh, 190 horsepower. Uh would go from zero to 60 in 6.2 seconds. <sighs> Man, I was so sad. Jeez.
3: They felt bad, too. They like call, I think they called me on the phone. They're like, hey, you really? I'm like, I'm really. Like, how tall are you? They're like, okay so it's not like you're on the error edge you're like two way too tall <laughs> yeah,
2: like, like, oh. he's a smidge over he's a foot over people All we right.
3: can't do it <laughs> Well, thanks for being excited about our Aww. car
0: heartbreaking this is and then the the other thing we got to do was uh drive the type r's on the track uh to try out the uh the log r app uh, the new oh, version cool. of it uh, that so work? so there's two two components of it there's one part that's built into the infotainment system and the original version of Logar they had on the the previous gen uh, type r they, they launched it midway through i think in 2020 or something uh, they added the Logar app and now they've got a version two and then there's a component that runs on your phone on your smartphone so you mount your phone in a bracket um, you can use that as a camera you hit the logger um, you, you pair up the phone and the the car um, and when you're uh, you, you start the, start logging. You go out and do your track time, end logging, and then it uploads that data to the cloud. Um, and then you can sync the app, uh, sync the video um, that you recorded on your phone with the data that it's captured from all the vehicle sensors. So you've got all your accelerometer data, speed, throttle position, braking. Uh, it calculates things like friction circles and everything else, um, and uh, then uh, you can sync that and it'll create an overlay of that data on the video. So you can see you know, oh, as you're driving. Cool. Um, yeah. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty slick. Um, the only problem I had Uh-oh. with it is the syncing process. For some reason, it on the phone, it it runs on the phone. So rather than like uploading the video to the cloud and syncing it there and then downloading it, they uh you it does the syncing on your phone and it has to do it in the foreground for some reason so basically oh, so you have to keep you have to keep the app oh. running yeah so you know for like like as i think it was about a 10 minute session um you know it took takes like two hours
2: Ooh, to, oh, to to sync it, it for
0: some reason because it's it's re-rendering the video and and overlaying oh. all the the data on top of and then whatever your connection is where you're at and blah blah blah. yeah and then if you know if 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 your phone rings or you do anything else with your phone (laughs) you're stuck (laughs) then it 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 crashes and it it stops it stops doing the syncing you have to start over again so it's that part didn't work great but um still it's fun uh you know and you get you get scores you know based on on your driving um so it was pretty slick um, uh, if you're, if you're getting a type R and, uh, you're going to do some track day stuff with it, definitely recommend that you try that out.
2: Very cool. All
0: right. Um, the, uh, Lordstown endurance.
2: That's Remember horrifying. That? Yeah. Um,
0: uh, apparently it actually doesn't actually have very much endurance. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <The> Lordstown. <laughs> endurance. Oh gosh. Lordstown. Yeah.
0: Uh, so it finally got its EPA range rating um after they delivered like 31 of them to customers um 30, who cor- are these people I probably probably fleets that they gave them to and said here please try this
2: try Skip this you. drive this yeah please, please buy some gosh we'll,
0: we'll give you one <laughs> to try out um it uh it's rated at only 174 miles of range God
3: from a, what is it the what of
0: what's the battery on it's this? 109 kilowatt hours oh my gosh so it's bigger than the battery in the um, standard range F150 lightning which gets 240 miles from a 98 kilowatt hour battery this gets 174 from from a um a uh 109 oh kilowatt God. hour battery um, it also has you know only just over a thousand pounds of payload capacity, uh, about 8,000 towing capacity. Yeah, basically. <laughs> well, no, Maverick, wow. Maverick's got 1500 pounds of payload. Yeah, same. so yeah, this thing is basically pretty useless. Um, uh, okay. so as if anybody you know was even really seriously considering buying one of these before, now there's really no
3: reason
2: now they're to buy done, one. no one's gonna buy one, not yeah. a soul. I
3: it's. I mean, I mean, I've been talking about how Lordstown's a boondoggle since the beginning. It's. I mean, it's. What was the company they had before? Workhorse. Workhorse. So they had Workhorse. Workhorse was making things that never delivered to anybody, and then Workhorse sort of didn't dissolve, but then they became Lordstown. And no, Lordst- they,
0: they, they got, Lordstown the the guy Lordstown
3: has to pay Workhorse the, the a CEO. License. What?
0: Yeah, oh the CEO uh, and founder of Workhorse, a guy named Steve Burns. Left Workhorse, founded a new company, Lordstown Motors, when um, after GM announced that they were going to shut down the Lordstown assembly plant where they built the cruise. Uh, and back in the day, they also built the Vega. The Vega. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> um, but um, uh, he he started a new company called Lordstown Motors. And Lord Workhorse had a design for an electric pickup truck. He licensed the IP from Workhorse um which he was no longer ceo of but But still owned some stock in exactly Um, it's the whole thing is a boondoggle (laughs) right and then you know he didn't actually he hadn't actually raised any money for lordstown and didn't have any money to buy the plant but (laughs) when when gm (laughs) announced that they were uh that they were shutting down the plant the former guy in the white house got so angry and was was tweeting up a storm about, you know, why how GM was so terrible for America and everything because they're shutting down factories in the US. Uh, you know, in order to shut him up, GM gave Steve Burns 40 million dollars, of which 20 million dollars was meant to pay GM back for the factory, and then the other 20 million was supposed to be initial working capital. Yeah, <laughs> for-
3: we gave him money to buy their fact. It's like if you're selling your house and you gave the person the money plus extra. <laughs> yeah, oh you're, you're selling your house for five hundred thousand. Here's a million. Yeah. Just
2: because we like you.
3: <laughs> the whole thing, the the whole, it's it's a wow. It's such a boondoggle, and it's every time you like we bring up Lords, I'm like, oh man. And so it's a fair day future of America. Yeah. <laughs> it's America's fair <laughs> day future. Just, like, every time you, like, kind of look into it, like, oh, 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 God, what is going on here financially? Oh, this is a
2: scam. <laughs> <laughs> now totally. I get it.
3: <laughs> so they spent, the, you know, they delivered 30 of them to somebody. Yeah. And um,
0: and then they had to stop because they had another battery fire.
3: Oh,
0: man. Uh, how would so, you? Have... Uh, okay. So, anyway, <laughs> Horse, Horsetown, oh, or, Horsetown oh, is, is still technically a going concern but you know who knows for how long it's yeah. still technically a company yes they haven't they haven't declared bankruptcy yet they did do a one for 15 reverse stock split last week um so that they could <laughs> remain listed on the NASDAQ because their stock price had been oh below a dollar a share for too long and NASDAQ said you know if you can't get your price to a dollar a share um we're going to delist you and oh, so they geez. did a one for 15 stock reverse split uh to get it up to three dollars. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's been declining. It, then it's it's continued to decline ever so since. Wait, wait, Fifty was it thirty cents? It yeah, it was about thirty cents a share. Or wow! 30, yeah, it was about thirty cents a share. So it's it it's back down today. It closed at three dollars and three cents a share. Um, so it's it's actually it compared to one month ago, it is down forty five percent
2: compared to a, a month ago. Ah,
0: So it's only a matter of time before it's back below a dollar a share again. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: All right. It's not great.
2: It's not great. On that note. (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay, let's talk about other stuff that uh, has uh, some interesting pricing. Um, Tesla um, tweeted out uh, late last week that the Model 3, all versions of the Model 3, are now eligible for full $7,500 federal tax credit. They, of course, gave no explanation as to how they've achieved this because previously um, the cheapest version of the Model 3, the the standard range rear wheel drive was not eligible for the tax credit or it was only eligible for $3,750 based on battery components because they assembled the battery packs in the US. Um, But it couldn't get the full $7,500 because the cells within that battery were lithium iron phosphate cells from CATL, a Chinese company. And those cells were made in China. And those are not eligible for tax credits. Um, supposedly, Tesla is claiming it's now eligible for a $7,500 tax credit. They're not saying how. Um, so the only realistic way that this could be um, anything but a lie is if they have reverted back from using the CATL batteries to going back to the, the Panasonic uh 2170 cells um and putting putting those back in the, the base model three um that's probably what they've done but we don't know for sure because Tesla dissolved their PR department about four years ago.
2: Who and, needs PR
0: and, and they don't answer questions.
2: Correct. If
0: if, if you this if you send an email to press three. at Tesla.com it just goes into a black hole and never gets answered and nobody ever sees it.
2: No one sees it. Never.
0: You never get an answer back. Or maybe Elon checks that inbox once in a while just to laugh, to
2: laugh (laughs) at us. That fool emailed us.
3: (laughs) So it's still it's forty thousand. You get seventy five hundred off. Plus plus if you have other like you know state and regional things, you can get it down to thirty thousand. Yeah. For a Model Three. So you're finally getting the thirty five thousand dollar Model Three, sort of. Sort of. Yeah. Sort of. Two seventy two. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I've been, telling you know, I was just always telling people, I like, should just wait 18 months. Tesla
0: will improve their manufacturing process. And then I just gave up saying that. <laughs> so- <laughs> All right. Um, last one for this week uh, yes. is Ford Blue Cruise. Um, they, uh, a couple of weeks ago, they changed their pricing for Blue Cruise. Um, and they've gone to, they've gone to a, a subscription model which is more like what Tesla offers for their enhanced autopilot and FSD packages. Um, So the, it was blue cruise was always technically a subscription. Um, And what they, what they did when they launched on the Mach E, the Mach E all, but the base level Mach E came standard with the hardware required for blue cruise. Um, And you got, um, when you bought the, the Mach E up until recently, you would get um, three years of the Blue Cruise software um, and and updates. <laughs> and then after that, you would have to pay for a uh, subscription to continue getting the software updates for that. Um, the, and then on the F-150, when they launched it on there, so there was no breakout. They never broke out the pricing on the Mach-E. On the F-150, because the F-150 launched before Blue Cruise was available, they offered the um, the hardware package for sixteen hundred dollars, and then it was six hundred dollars to pay for the software when this once the software was available. And again, that was for three years, so mm-hmm. it's twenty two hundred bucks for three years. Um, what they've now done, um, starting with the Mach E, is on on the Mach E, um, all all es now get all the Blue Cruise hardware built in as standard equipment, just like Tesla does with the their, um, autopilot hardware, it's all built into every car. And now you just pay for the software and the software is now, um, $2,100 for three years. So you get three year, three month trial period. And then if during that three month trial period, you subscribe, it's $2,100, um, or $700 a year. Um, after the, um, three month trial period, uh if you then decide you want to get it uh then it's 800 dollars a year for the subscription so it, it technically the price hasn't really gone up uh but it's uh they've just redistributed how the price uh how the price is working now um and that that works out to um what i think uh 800 a year it's like yeah, 60, 65 65 dollars a
2: yeah, month yeah per month
0: um which You know, is quite a bit less than um, the enhanced autopilot or FSD, which is like two hundred dollars a month for that. Um, And with Blue Cruise, you you can actually take your hands off the wheel officially. (laughs) So.
2: (laughs) <laughs> Details, a small detail. That's not much of a difference, Sam. <laughs> it, it,
3: it's just when you're in the car and you're like, I'm not going to pay. I think it's $75 a month or $800 a year.
2: I think so. Much. Yeah, I was just looking at oh, double yeah, Maybe it said 75 could, yeah, yeah, there's an option.
0: You can pay monthly or annually. And I think if it's annually, if you pay annually, it's $800 a month. If you choose to go month by month, then it's a so, little bit more, just like yeah. most stuff is.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. most it. So... I don't know. I don't know how much. I mean, it depends on how much you use Blue Cruise.
2: Would you pay for it?
3: No, God, no. I'm not paying $75 a month so I can take my hands off the wheel because I never take my hands off the wheel. That's the problem. Is I take it, my hands off the wheel for like, hey, look, I can take my hands off the wheel for video and whatnot. But when I'm actually driving, I'm using Blue Cruise and Super Cruise and all the random, you know, BMW system. I just, I don't. Where am I going to put my hands? It's like it's it's. I'm, I'm like Will Ferrell in like Talladega Nights. <laughs> I don't know. What to do with my hands. I don't know what to do with my hands. So I just end up putting them on the wheel. <laughs> yeah. Like, where do I, I just put them in my lap? Just like just sitting there flopping down, just like go, my cross your arms. Yeah. It's my arms, like I'm. You can eat it, you know. You know. That's, I just, I just, I end up just putting them back eat on. Eat a burrito. Eat a burrito, I guess. But eat no, a burrito. But, but then, like the in car monitor sees that I'm doing well, something. Well, you just got to make
0: sure you don't yeah. get the burrito in front of your eyes.
3: Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so I mean, it's I mean, it's nice for for when you're. I mean, yeah, there you go. So if you are like if I'm if I have let's say I have a maki and I decide I'm going to go on a long road trip, mm-hmm. maybe I pay for it for that month. You know what I mean? Just like, oh, you know, I'm going to be. On can the you inter- just do
2: it? Could you just do it for one month and then yeah. cancel it? Okay, yes, you can. so yeah. so you could just do it for the summer when yeah. you take that family road trip then.
3: Yeah, do it for the times you need it. If you need it all the time, let's say you just have a it's just a hell commute, which you know many people do. If seventy five bucks is going to make you happier or make you, you reduce your stress level every time you get home at night, then maybe that's you know it's probably worth it. You know, it's cheaper than it's cheaper than therapy. I can tell you that. <laughs> I <laughs> said, no therapist is going to charge you 75 bucks a month.
0: So um, there you go. Um, yeah, and, it's, it's whatever. And, and, you know, to be fair, Ford did reduce the price of the Mach-E at the same time that they did this. You know, so this was, this was all part of the, the price cut they did a month or so ago. Um, so now you're, you know, you're paying less upfront for the Mach-E, you know, and depending on which trim you get, it's like several thousand dollars less. Yeah, um, And then, uh, you're getting the hardware built in. And so if you just want to use Blue Cruise occasionally, you can just sign up when you want it and you, you're gonna end up paying a lot less. Mm. What Ford, what Ford obviously is hoping is that you will forget that you subscribe to it and you'll just keep paying for it in like a gym. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Or or your your max uh streaming subscription
3: yeah you're oh my god that that why did they make you would get another app and then the app is just as bad as the hbo max app i mean it was just a, the HBO max <laughs> app was a joke and they're like well you have to get this new app for for max and you're like all right fine at least this one's better no it's the same like four people who they've locked in a closet and said make our app What can we have some more money no
0: <laughs> but like, they yeah, did change point, it from purple to blue Yeah, I guess.
3: At some point when you're when you're when you're clicking down on the little carousels, all of a sudden it'll the select the selected carousel will be below what you can see. So you can't see what you've selected. That's what it's doing right now in my Roku.
2: Oh, that's fantastic.
3: So so I can't see what I've selected.
0: So I just like "Eh, I'm just going to put on Netflix.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God, that's bad.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, Let's answer some listener questions. First up is uh, Anthony. and uh, This one came in by email at feedback at wheelbearings.media. Uh, you can send your, your questions and comments in there. Uh, you can also record your questions if you want. Send us an audio file. Um, or you can uh, send them in the Discord. Um, and uh, you can also now uh, leave comments on uh, YouTube because oh, yeah. Wheelbearings is on YouTube now. Um, yes. So you can listen to it. Uh, in the regular YouTube app, you can listen to it in the YouTube Music app. Um, it's it's all there now, um, and uh, you can leave your comments there. Um, although I probably won't read them there. So if you really want us to see your <laughs> questions, YouTube <laughs> send comments, us, send, are... us an, send us an email or, or drop something in the Discord. Uh, yeah, it's Discord and email are better. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Anthony says, uh, I know you're a Mazda audio owner, uh, referring to me. I've always wanted one. There's one on Hemmings right now that has caught my attention. One owner, thirty-six thousand mile, nineteen ninety. So that's the same year as mine, with about oh, half, the, oh. just over half the miles that mine has. And I was looking at this listing, and it's it's pretty nice. Um, it's a bright red one. This car looks really good. Oh, he's uh, gonna buy it underneath you from underneath you, Anthony. Uh, no, no, no I already have one. I don't. I don't need to buy it because I already have one. You can always uh, have two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it says, uh, it's easy to get caught up in the frenzy of bidding. In your opinion, what is too much for this car? I know the old saying that something is worth whatever someone is willing to give <laughs> for it, but I don't want to be foolish. I would like I, w- I, w- I would have to get a personal loan to purchase this car. So I want to make sure I do my homework. Uh, if you take time to answer this email, thanks in advance. If you can't, I totally understand. I know you're busy. Uh-huh. Um, so we are answering it right now. Yes. So, yeah. Um, at, at this moment in time uh it's the like bidding this on this car on Hemmings uh, as we record this on Monday uh June 5th uh at about uh 6:55 p.m. Mm-hmm. uh is $5,209 which is a really good price for this car but uh, the reserve has runs. not been met the reserve has not been met there is a unknown reserve on this car dum, and there's dum, and there's dum. only two there's only two bids so far and there's two uh two weeks left to go on this auction yeah um, so I looked it up on Haggerty. looked up the valuations um, uh, for uh, a 1990 Miata um, in concourse condition. They currently peg the value at twenty nine thousand eight hundred dollars, <laughs> which is just ridiculous for a Miata. That is almost three times what this car cost when it was. new.
3: That's off the showroom. Yeah. Like and then you stuck it in a hermetically sealed
0: like room and then you just like left it there and in excellent condition it's 17,800. um and you know based on the low mileage on this thing at least i mean you can't tell really from the photos but i mean you know this thing looks spotless um so you know it it's probably going to be excellent condition they rated it 17,000 or current valuation is 17,800 bucks uh good condition 9200 uh fair condition 5100 personally um I would not pay more than 10 grand for an an early NA Miata. Um, Yeah. I mean, granted this one is very low mileage, um, which, you know, makes it more, but yeah, as much as I love the Miata, I don't think I would pay more than $10,000 for one. Yeah. And I'm looking at it. I'm like looking at all the pictures now.
2: I mean, that seems like fair, Sam. I'm, I'm bad with used car pricing. So I,
1: but
0: I mean okay. that's I mean that's that's what you know that's what it's worth to me, right? Um, yeah. you know this one. You know my guess is you know since it's listed on Hemmings, the reserve is probably well over four, well over ten thousand dollars. It's probably closer to twenty. Um, so you know we'll watch this one and see see how high it goes. But um, you know, uh, my you know for me ten grand would be a good price. Um, but, you know, it's, as you said, it's worth whatever it is, whatever, whatever you're willing to pay for it.
2: Yeah, that really does come down to, I mean, if you're, especially if you're taking a loan to buy it, if yeah. you, if it makes your heart happy enough that you feel like you want it and it's right, then go ahead and do it. But, you know, it's so hard because everybody's, know, if, you're,
0: if you're willing to pay 20 grand for a 30, 33 year old car, um, you know, hey, good for you.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, All right. Next up is uh, Emil um, says, with a lot of new cars, the zero to 60 times have been dramatically improved over gas engine cars. And with more and more of them looking like regular cars, it's hard to tell that it's a fast car and will sneak up on you and really um, sneak up on me really fast when I'm trying to safely switch lanes. Uh with gas cars, you know that it's a fast car. Well, not necessarily, but yeah, anyway. Sleepers, uh, man. Yeah, it'll it'll be a sports car, a big luxury sedan, or a small modded car that is super loud. But with electric cars, they quietly sneak up on you. Typically, <laughs> you have an expectation or a feeling of how fast a car will approach you. But with more with more electric cars on the road, it's very unpredictable, both for drivers and pedestrians. Uh, with with great power comes great responsibility, and with great with fast electric cars becoming more accessible, I feel that more and more of them will be getting in the wrong hands. Think young teenagers. What are your thoughts on this?
3: I'm. I mean, at slow speeds, they make a noise. Road noise is the tire noise is still a thing. It's not like
0: you know. It's not like they're just whisper quiet. Yeah, but if you're thing. driving they're down floating. the road, I mean, if you're driving down the highway, yeah. you're you're not going to hear that.
3: I mean, you uh, with with experience you're able to determine the speed of a car that's coming yeah. that's sort of like the thing that it, 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 it you have to deal with um that said i mean young teenagers are going to be young teenagers and ev torque is is probably the best thing that's ever happened to them in their minds and the worst thing that's ever happened <laughs> according to their parents so I, I i think there's there there's there's something to be said for you know maybe <laughs> like automakers like okay we get it EVs go fast, (laughs) slow your roll,
2: (laughs) slow it down, boys. Yeah, we don't
3: need everything. And, you know, I talked to Lamborghini about this and they're like going from zero to 60 in an EV, like really fast, it doesn't matter anymore because everyone can do it. Kia's like, hey, look what we can do. And now it's more about like how the car drives and what you're offering the driver beyond, you know, just going fast in a straight line. I think there's also the opportunity for somebody to say, hey, you know, there's a there's a teenager mode on this and we're going to we're going to restrict a bit of the the torque we're not going to restrict it to where it's dangerous to get on the freeway but we're going to restrict it to where it's the speed of like you know a, a gas toyota Tercel. you're getting where you need to go but you're not burning through <laughs> wheels <You're laughs> so toyota
2: bur- Tercel is your that's your benchmark no faster than this <laughs>
0: no faster well, hey, for-, for, for a teenage driver i i was actually just um i, I, I wrote something uh yesterday for um Honda had an announcement today that we didn't talk about, but they've got a teen driver coaching app um, that they've just launched. Um, And, you know, one of the things mentioned in the release was 25% of traffic fatalities or sorry, one third of traffic fatalities are drivers under 25 years of age. Wow. Uh, You know, it's, you know, the, 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 the phrase infant mortality, you know, is quite literal here. Mm-hmm. You, know, you are far more likely to die in a car crash in your first three or four years of driving than for the rest of your life.
2: Wow.
3: And uh, I mean, as a, someone who used to jump a car on regular roads as a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> teenagers are dumb. What can we we say? Are, <laughs> yeah. When I was a teenager, I was a dumb, dumb. I, I, I yeah. did it. Things with cars that I would—I'm not gonna go jump in my BRZ, but I would jump in the in the in the the early '90s. I would jump my '90 Honda Civic. Why not? Because you
2: could. Because you could. In our cars.
3: And speaking yeah. of Toyota Tercel, my friend jumped his sister's brand new Toyota Tercel in a race once. <gasps> Oh my It god. was the same road. We drove mountain roads. That's all the way. That's how we drove all the time. And yeah, yeah, like he got that thing. He got it hot pretty high that, that one time.
2: Oh my god.
3: And I was like, "Uh, that's a little too much. I'm not going to do that to my car."
2: You saved a yeah. good call. Look at yeah. you. I, I mean, I still jumped person. it, but
3: I I jumped it responsibly.
2: <laughs> he jumped it responsibly. <laughs> so,
3: yeah, maybe um maybe we figure out a way to keep, you know, teenagers from 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 uh, utilizing all the torque that you like will that, offer because well, they have
2: that the teen driver stuff that lets you uh, who is the teen driver thing uh gm uh, GM, has, gm yeah you know you can got teen yeah, you, mode can, you and, can set things and Ford
0: so does your, too with yeah, their so so you can set system.
2: things so your kid can only turn the radio so high and there's things like you can't start the car or something one of them you can't start the car if you don't buckle like they do different yeah. things to make sure that you're not the idiot teenager that That we all are, (laughs) you know, or were, yeah, or were when we were teens. Like, they they keep you from doing that. So, I feel like maybe there should be just a way to, yeah, like, okay, idiot teen at the wheel. (laughs) (laughs) Please, please throttle them down. You
3: get your key fob. Your key fob is, you know, it's still, you're still getting where you want to go. You're still going to get to the dance. The kids have dances still at school. I'm assuming they do. I think so. I don't remember going to dance. I remember just going to an empty field a lot. Um, But, yeah so something yeah so I, I I understand where Emil is coming from
0: yeah at, and I, you know and you know I wrote uh an article a couple of years ago basically you know saying that okay EV manufacturers you've proved your point EVs can be way faster than gas engine cars. It's time to stop it, you know it, the' thousand know, horsepower you know sedans and you know SUVs it's enough. It's enough. Yeah.
3: If you're buying a BMW, sure. Fine. If I'm buying uh, you know, <laughs> if I if I'm buying like an inexpensive Kia, not the EV, not, you know, the EV6 GT, but just the regular EV6, maybe I don't need to re- really go. Maybe I don't Maybe my Kona shouldn't be like. Maybe I shouldn't be able to spin my wheel every time I, I step. go you know, like a you know It'll spin the wheels for like a half a block. It's <laughs> like <If I> just <laughs> stop. <Wee. on. laughs>
0: well, that's that's probably as much a factor of the of the uh, wheels, resistance tires, early, low rolling resistance tires. But you know, kids are like, woo, <laughs> yeah. All right, um, Chad L uh, asked and uh, started a thread in the Discord, uh, and there's it a bunch of responses and everything. Thought it'd be good to chat about this a little bit. Looking to make the switch to um, electric in the not-so-near future, and looking at install options for at-home charging it has me thinking about charger placement. Uh, it's been discussed before on the show that ICE fires still a number of those in BEVs, but I'm still wondering how safe charging inside a garage truly is. Would prefer an indoor install given the cold winters where I am. Um, for those of you with BEVs at home, how comfortable how comfortable are you with in garage charging? I would be comfortable if I didn't
3: have all my tools. The, my garage is just full of like yeah. saws and whatnot. Um, so we, and, but I live in California. I live in Northern California. We just charge outside, but I would be totally fine with charging inside I, if I if have it a was charger in
2: my garage. I mean, I put it in my garage. I live in the Northeast. I, I Mine's inside my garage. I don't, uh, I'm not that, I mean, I had. And an electrician put one in, I made sure it wasn't, you know, something that somebody just did halfway, you know, it was done. Yeah. Right. And um, I feel no less nervous about doing that than the other electric stuffs that plugged into my house could go <laughs> at any minute.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm- and you know, I, I charge outside my chargers inside the garage, just inside the garage door. But um, because my Miata and my wife's car are in the garage, the, the EVs I drive are in the driveway. Um, So, but otherwise, you know, if I owned an EV, we'd be charging it inside the house. Um, You know, some things to think about, um, you know, absolutely, you know, do not do the charger install yourself unless you are a licensed electrician.
2: And you do see people doing that. I'm like, you're a nutcase. Like, you don't want to mess that up. That's stupid. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Especially if you're putting a level two charger in there, Um, you know, have a licensed electrician do it. Um, make sure they use copper wiring. Uh, this is something uh, in in the um, in the, the Discord thread. Uh, somebody mentioned um, Tom Maloney's uh, YouTube channel, State of Charge. Uh, there's some really good videos on there. Um, I'll include that in the show notes. Uh, but um, you know, one of the things that has been found is if you uh, if you get um, an outlet, and so there's two ways you can get a charger in your garage. One is to hardwire it. Yeah, you know, so it's hardwired directly to the, the circuit from your uh, panel, or you can get a NEMA 1450 outlet, which is a, a 40 amp um, four pin uh, outlet. It's a dry, basically a dryer outlet. Um, and uh, if you do that, you want to make sure that it's uh, done with copper wiring rather than aluminum wiring, because the aluminum wiring does expand and contract a little more, and it can get loose, and then you can get uh, short circuits short. sparks. And, and that's not good.
2: That was so, actually, I had aluminum wiring in my house when we bought it and the inspector said, walk away. That's how much he hated aluminum wiring. He said, have them redone yeah. with copper or walk away. I was like, really? We, we redid it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Houses have burned down mm-hmm. for having that, just having that for outlets, regular outlets, forget, plug it in yeah. your car.
0: You know? Yeah. So get a licensed electrician, um, you know, Put, you know, put it in a good place um, and make sure you get a UL approved charger, uh, Underwriters Labs approved uh, chargers, you know, so they they have standards uh, for safety and they'll, you know, they test them uh, and certify them. So as long as it's UL approved um, and you have a good, good, reputable electrician, you should be fine.
2: Yeah. Bam. Bam. There you
3: go. All that's right. All I have
2: to say on it. Boom. That's that.
0: Electricity.
3: Electricity.
2: (laughs) How does
0: it work? Batteries. (laughs) Magnets.
3: (laughs) Magnets. Magic. 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 Something with a something with a key and a kite. I don't remember.
2: Yeah. He just (laughs) kind of know how it (laughs) worked. Thanks, everybody. And we'll talk to you next
0: time.
1: Bye. Want to get smarter about investing? Then tune in to the Capital Ideas podcast from Capital Group home of American Funds Distributors, Inc., one of the world's leading asset managers. Each week, we bring you stock market outlooks, macroeconomic updates, and investment strategies that can help you succeed. Learn from portfolio managers with decades of experience about how they navigate uncertain markets. Prepare to be engaged, enlightened, and entertained by listening to the Capital Ideas Podcast today.